What is it? What's up? Gotcha podcast in the cut. Uh, no BS. We should really get to this one and attack the shmeat of it. Um, because I've wanted to do something related to at least one of the two hours I'm going to mention heavenly in this video. And I am lazy. And I didn't. So this is going to be kind of my payback to myself, I guess, and doing this in a completely unstructured but still very heartfelt manner. Um, so you see the title. Heavily going to be about Little Peep and SS Tentacion. Um, and what spurred this, obviously, is the recent uh, glut of Peep content that's come out recently. Uh, September 25th, Hellboy is re-released, which... I, yeah, re-released, I guess I should say. Which is, you know, very similar because it was his last SoundCloud tape. Uh, you can still, I guess, contend if that's an album or a mixtape. It's supposed to be a mixtape, but it's not like an album. It's definitely his most uh, well-structured project that he made pre-Come Over When You're Sober. Um, and it means a lot to most of his fans. He had a lot of his fans, at least the, the diehard ones from what I see, generally contend that it's his last really peep-esque uh, project, which, you know, gatekeep- everybody's been a gatekeeper for at least one artist before. You know, that that's the one... That's the project that they gatekeep for. So I understand. Uh, not really contending with that too much. But one thing that really got to me is that I believe it was today, actually, or yesterday, I want to say yesterday, uh, premiere Hellboy official music video. Um, and this is where it's going to mess me up by not having this structure. So my first point is I think it's amazing how his mother and his team first as his entertainment I believe or his former team I should say uh, went about using his content post-mortem uh, I thought it's, it's been largely very touching I've been I wasn't as much of a fan of Peep as X because I actually became I would say a fan of Peep after he died I knew of him before but I wasn't I wasn't deep into the, the emo rap lane um, actually until X kind of got me my foot into the door and then you know of course he passed away so it's kind of kind of weird there but um yeah so circling back to my original point the music video first off um this one is very good hellboy is i think a pretty decent well i mean like it doesn't have too many bells and whistles and it's not really over edited like some of the other ones that he's released um or his team has released since come over and sober part two came out and I think with those, they just, you know, I mean, obviously you don't really have much film that you have left at this point. I think it came out, what, a year after he passed away in November 2018. So, I mean, it's, it's not really much that you have to work with. But they did a great job. Uh, Life is Beautiful was good. Kind of very, I think reading the messages add a lot to him. His mother usually kind of explains, his mother and his friends usually explain his state of mind behind the music videos he does or did and it's so weird going in the past present change man um and that one was like kind of like a bedroom video that he wanted to make for that and it was very touching uh and then little jeep which was one of the i guess the lead single for cry baby which is another one of the seminal tapes for if you listen to his fans um kind of just like cartoonish uh i'm looking at cry baby right now the actual video of a cry baby and I didn't watch this one, but it appears that it is concert uh, recordings clipped together, which 
Connors what Say That Shit was, but I think I really liked that they tied the concert into like him being this figure that, you know, so explosive on the stage, but really thinking about this chick backstage and to himself and the chick's very heartfelt, you know, she's giving her all the peace. I just like the, the direction of that, that video. And I'd say I like most of the videos done after he's passed away. Um, so reading the director notes, this guy named Paul John directed this video. I don't know when. I didn't really look, but maybe I'll get it when I read this paragraph. Reading it for the first time. Uh, director's notes. Well, it's just me and Peep and some doves in that room filming a video on a sunny day, April day in Chicago. It's funny because Peep kind of got freaked out on how close the birds were getting on certain takes, and they were not letting up. The intentional bird wrangler from now and again would rile the light fester so the doves would go crazy, but ellipsis. Let me start by explaining how little Peep got to the Midnight Cinema Studios. After Backseat was released, me and Gus stayed in communication. He explained how he was always looking for a good director when he wanted me to shoot more videos. I was appreciative because I loved his style. Thanks to Mikey Cortez, who put us in touch earlier days. Anyways, he flew into Chicago from Russia to start the first tour. He came right to the studios and we got started. I developed most of the scenes on the spot since it was last minute. We hung it all night, shot, and Peep said the studios and rest of in between. He had a hotel but never used it. The only time I remember leaving was to get early morning haircuts over Chicago. We worked straight through the night until the next day, shooting and building an abundance of content for a variety of movies he had coming. Hellboy is the main focus. The next day, Gus did his show at Sub T in Chicago. Before that, we filmed in the room the doves. Horsehead was there with a teddy bear shirt on. Pete finished the show, and after that, came back and continued filming. The day, the time I spent with Gus on and off camera was a memory of the whole forever. It was a weekend to remember, and here it is to show his purity in his lightest form and Gus's way. Enjoy. So very touching. I feel like for the most part, there. Um, they even went and did an ad. Well, never mind. I think they did ad free, but I'm not sure. Uh, I have an ad blocker on. So I just saw it in the description. Made me think so. But anyway, um, a couple things I want to touch on in that, but a little bit further on down the way. Uh, really interesting to me that they had this sitting down for. So this is the fourth year anniversary. This week, previously, was the first fourth year. God damn it. This past week was the fourth year anniversary of Hellboy. It came in 2016. Uh, 17 and 18, they had come over with yourself a part one. And then 18, they had part two. Uh, 19, they pretty much only did the uh, Everybody's Everything, which was a compilation of some of his Lucy's and more popular SoundCloud joints. And then they did Cry Baby earlier this year. They're doing a Hellboy. They just did Hellboy. So it would appear to me that kind of getting to the send-off phase of Lil Peep's uh, content. And I, you know, a lot of people are say they're explaining for music and blah, 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 blah. I would imagine that most fans of SoundCloud era uh, artists, if they died, would like to have exposition onto their artist's life. And I just think it just they just wanted to be done in a touching way. Like, I should get a part too soon, but I just don't think that that's what happened with it. And I, you know, I, I think most other guys that have died from that point in time, I, I wouldn't call like, I wouldn't call Mac Miller a SoundCloud guy, right? And he was doing music for like a decade before X or Peep did. But I think they just wanted to be done in a touching way. I feel like it's about the music. And I don't think that happened with X. But X is a unique situation. So to wrap up this point, uh, I really like how they've done the music videos, how they space out releases for Peep. And I do not believe there would be much more Peep content coming out soon. However, I didn't think they still have like legit wholesome music videos coming out four years, three years after he passed away. So 
shout out to Peep's team, shout out to Peep's mom. Um, and we're going to take it to a more Etz-focused direction uh, after the break. Smoke perp on a bean. Limousine with a wide screen. Glock 9 with a red beam. Pussy boy want to try me because I'm little Jeep. Huh? You don't even know my past, though. Book the bitch a flight home on my asshole. God damn, you remind me of my last hoe. And my past hoe. And my past now. All you rap now, bitch, I'm on the map. Well, smoke perp on a bean. Limousine with a wide screen. Glock 9 with a red beam. Pussy boy want to try me because I'm little Jeep. Huh? You don't even know my past, though. Book the bitch a flight home on my ass, so. God damn, you remind me of my last, so. And my past, so. And my past now. All you rap now, bitch, I'm on the whack, wow. All right, so, yeah, I think there's a lot I want to say here, and uh, not really enough time today to say all of it. Um, but the crux of my point is, and the preface that crux, I understand that Etz was incarcerated multiple times since he first started making music. I understand that he didn't have the same support system around him uh, to really, I guess, get recordings and, and, and push him to maybe finish some songs instead of lead him as demos and all that. Um, didn't have a label, to, uh, for the most part, that could have pushed him to finish songs. Um, didn't, I mean, this is, a, this is a big difference between how people's making music and Etz's making music. Like, one year, like, months apart by the time that they both passed, I believe. Um, I think they both made music, started making music around the same time. But just such a massive difference in upbringing and availability of resources uh, that I... Professional quality music is what some Etz could make. In his, in his beginning, he just couldn't put out... Like, Peep was, by 2014-15, putting out close to studio-quality music. Etz wasn't doing that until, what, 2015? Maybe 16? I mean, that's that's like three, four years down his time making music. He was finally able to put out studio-quality stuff. So, I think there's a lot of things that go into the vault aspect of these two artists peep had a massive vault peep had like his song like, he was, like argue like the the content quality of some of his verses but he had complete verses out the ass there's like kind of still i still see like peep features on songs i mean he had he had full uh he had a, he had a crazy ass work ethic too and i, I can't say s didn't have a work ethic I just know, basically, my first part of this episode, that people had a crazy work ethic, uh, he, and he did songs, albums, all of that in, like, a day or less, and if you were Etz fan in Etz's time, Etz had a real problem with completing ideas that he wanted to do, I think one thing that really fucked us all over in terms of getting his final few ideas executed correctly is that he's trying to start and I, I can't see who's the only artist who does this. I've heard of other artists who do this um, with double albums and such, and even albums that start double albums and get separated along the way. Uh, he started, I believe, Skins, Bad Vibes Forever, and the Question Mark Joint at the same time. And he just, like, kind of 
segment to certain songs from one direction and segment other ones for another. But from what I understand, he started three albums, which supposed to be, I believe, the last three he had planned out or something like that. Uh, he started them all at like, the same time. I don't know if they were all at the exact same time, but I know that they were all being worked on at the same time. Let me say that. So, I, I, with that and with his way he starts, and from what I understand about his recording process, he kind of puts out an idea and then goes another idea and then comes back later to kind of sketch out that idea. And from what I understand with Peep, I read a documentary uh, just yesterday on how his Hellboy process went. He got the song done. And while he did do songs pretty quickly, getting the song done and be able to go back over it, like remaster, remix, whatever, do certain verses, it's different than just putting out like a demo, a skeletal version of your song idea. Then just going to a completely different one and then just having a layer of demos and I think that, that's my working theory on why we had so many demos of X songs, but just not many finished, you know, versions. I mean, if you thought about how many ideas he had, he did uh, some he did some grounded hooks and even some verses for what was what a 17 song uh, I think it was like 17, 18 song album in the uh, Skins the last one, uh, Bad Vibes are the last one Skins seemed to be a almost finished project for the most part, I mean people say it was finished, I don't think it was, but it was at least like 80% to 90% I think there's a couple songs that wanted an extra verse on there, but that may be my interpretation of what they were at more than where they actually were at but all that being said, that album's almost just about done. I believe it was about 10 songs, 11 songs, something like that. And then he had, in between those two, he had Skins. I mean, wait. no, I'm, I'm thinking about Question Mark. Question Mark was uh, was finished before his passing, I believe. But that was like 20 years songs, I believe, something like that. And then he had other odds and ends and songs and verses that went to other people's projects and other people's content. But he at least, at the very least, had about 40-ish uh, bones, let's just say, bones out there. Some of those bones may have been a little bit thicker than others, but, you know, about 40-ish bones. And probably between all of that, maybe only a handful of finished album uh, album quality tracks. So that's, that's big. I mean, Peep had Come Over When You're Sober, which is obviously finished before he passed. He had part two, which appeared to have been worked on pretty much after part one was done. So part one done, part two put on. Um, I will say, I don't know of too many peep songs that have come out after his passing that were just unfinished or even new. Like, if you look at his Spotify joints, most of the tracks I see were just unreleased efforts. Like, they were just unreleased or they were on DFSs, but they weren't like skeletal remains that were just uploaded and put out there you can put that out there too his team does not want to put out and respect his name just not put out things that weren't finished you can do that but I don't know maybe he just didn't have maybe just one wasn't working on any songs himself towards the end just focusing on that I swear to God man focusing on that last album I don't know I can't really you know it's hypothetical speaking uh, but it appeared that it's just did not have much of a vault, it, especially in terms of actually finished songs and albums. I believe that's why we are at the point where we have people saying it's disrespectful to pit out these works. I think 
trying to do what a lot of artists do after passing is put out the material that that individual wanted but unlike most artists X did not have much to work with the same way that someone like Mac, Mac Miller one of the most prolific artists of the past I don't want to say two decades but decade and about a half I think he started in 2007 so about a decade and a half um, prolific as hell uh, Pop Smoke had that album that he was planning on finishing and working on I don't know if he has a vault after that uh, I actually didn't really know about Possible until like uh, the the first one the the first anyway uh, <laughs> I think it's was it was it uh, Meet the Woo 1 and then Meet the Woo 2 I forgot the title of it but I knew the, the first one I didn't really like it too much um, so, so I, I just, that's just how I want to say that I don't know how much of a vault he had but Mac Miller Juice World, those guys have vaults uh, I don't think Ed's had much of a vault and I think I remember hearing somewhere that there's a hard drive that had his music on there, but it was locked. I, I was, I've seen remember hearing that like it was locked and he couldn't get access to it. I don't know how valid that is. Don't take that. I mean, if you can find it and hit me up about it, uh, I I don't know. I, I, I really can't. I can't know. But, yeah, I think that... Um, It's important that X gets some of the non-musical um, attention that Peep has, been, has gotten. And I don't believe they have, this is what really is fucked, I don't believe they have that much camera footage because if you think about it, a lot of Peep's videos have been like concert performances, uh, friends recording them, stuff like that. S was solo dolo pretty awesome during those last couple of years. I mean, he was, he had some homies that he did music with and tried to become friends with, but that's for, for the most part, like on his own out there. And let me tell you, that documentary, uh, that's been teased for about, what, a year now? That hasn't come out. Uh, it's been teased for about a year. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I really don't. Um, I think there's probably enough content with it because I see a lot of I see behind the scenes that come out um I see some other stuff uh but from what I gather that the documentary that one team made uh was pretty much for the most part I see it's canceled by it's legal team and then I think it's legal team is trying to do their own documentary it appears so I don't know what what's happened to all that. I imagine, <laughs> I, I imagine that probably means that some content that they had won't be used, and some content that would have filled in blanks just won't ever be known about. I don't know, dude. It's it's fucking crazy, really. It, I think it might be one documentary, but we definitely won't be seeing like like there's a Hellboy behind the scenes and, and you know kind of a lead into that we won't be seeing that for like 18 or or question mark or anything like that uh, 17 not 18 um so that's kind of sad but I think that the time is confident to really give him justice as far as like what's doing his music and how to really how to really uh respect his his memory I mean they did like a what a museum they had like a car out there that he got shot in that was it's pretty bad taste, but 
I think there's still time to, you know, at least. I don't know. Put like, for, listen, they started with SoundCloud. That's where that's where Peach Team went to with SoundCloud songs. It's is the preeminent SoundCloud artist. The only people comparable is Uzi and Etz. I mean, Uzi and Pete. Those are the only people that are in Etz's tier as far as SoundCloud memory. Why they haven't touched any of his SoundCloud songs and put them into... He doesn't really have, like, a fine projects or too many of them on his SoundCloud. And most of them are just Lucy's that were released in a certain era that he was feeling. Uh, there's a couple that are projects like Willy Wonka and Ice, the one that has Ice Hotel on it. But for the most part, they're not really projects they're like little bursts of tracks that were uploaded together but even with that they can just upload those i guarantee you that vice city that sample might cost money to clear and it might be hard to clear but it would make them money especially if they did it like two years ago instead of like right now like now it wouldn't make much sense but there's money and respect to be garnered from x's backlog on soundcloud they just have failed entirely to use instead choosing to use hackney demos and first and and hooks as entire songs and do i wish those songs fleshed out yeah i wish school shooter was 100 i wish that uh i changed your life would have got done that would have been a, a hit scene i wish that stuff happened but it didn't and it's not going to get finished by putting some random fucking joe blow on the song and calling it a, anyway I mean, I'm getting pissed off at this point. Um, I want to do the third part, but we're just going to end it here. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to do more Etch content or more content related with Etch because it's not really much I can bring to the table about Etch that hasn't been brought about by many other people. But I am an Etch fan. I'm a pretty big Peep fan. Uh, I do, do love SoundCloud rap. And I do hope that other people who like SoundCloud rap hear this and feel like I brought it brought those individuals some justice i probably didn't because i didn't structure this the way i wanted to or the way i wanted to in the past but i just felt like i had to get this out it was timely uh i felt like i just needed to talk about people that's people that deserve more respect than i probably get within the annals of history because i don't believe that soundcloud era rap will be given the respect it deserves i mean uzi might be fairly heralded in the general scheme of things but I mean once once the emo rap land the Josiahs and the Blades and those people go by I mean who's going to be the ones carrying the torch for Etz or Peep I mean it's, it's deep 